0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Being Inspired Radio Show. I am your host, Amanda Johnson. And as always, it is such an honor of mine to share this sacred space with you, this sacred time with you, to be inspired with you, and to inspire you. And today, I am really excited to have a guest who I know will be inspiring and she has already inspired me in terms of her work in the world and the um, company she has started and formed and founded and who she is. And you will soon learn why I am giddy with excitement actually. I could feel the energy pulsing through my body as I sat in preparation for this conversation. Once you meet my guest, Elena Chapman. Elena Chapman is not just a coach nor just a thought leader. She is a soul nurturer whose company, Chapman Life Institute, works with clients to identify what they really want to achieve in life. Elena is a two-time international bestseller with her most recent book being The Prison Effect. She has more than 30 years of deep study with Bob Proctor and Dr. Wayne Dyer, and has created a truly remarkable community on Facebook for anyone to join called Savvy
1: Sisterhood. Elena, welcome to the show. Oh, Amanda, thank you so much. I am so happy to be here.
0: Well, this is always such an honor for me to share sacred space with other like-minded light workers in the world. And Mm -hmm. what happens when we come together is to me, pure magic. So, and I don't say we, as in we are separate or better or different than others, but because (laughs) this time has been set aside, we, you and I, along with everyone listening can come together in this space. And, and yes. feel the 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 magic and the energy that happens when two or more come together. So That's thank you, exactly right.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So as always, I love to start these shows with my guests with some inspirational quote or passage, something that has resonated with me, something that has inspired me on my journey. And when Elena came into my um, my awareness, and she was presented to me as being uh, a part, part of this show today. I, of course, read that she's had all this time studying with Wayne Dyer, who has been an instrumental teacher along my own path, though I do, I cannot attest to as many years yet as she has had with him and his work. And so, my instinct, my source spirit guided me to a Wayne Dyer book that I wanted to pull from. And I'm always fascinated by how the quotes and passages make themselves known to me. And in this particular case, there's one book that I've read of Wayne Dyer. So I, I'm very new in his in his work. Though so the book has proved um, just foundational for me and it's wishes fulfilled. And after oh. having looked at a lot of Elena's work and what she is offering the world, I just knew this book was going, to, was going to show me something. And so sure enough, I opened the book and the last page I had been reading had this highlighted quote. And as most things in my life, I think, oh, it can't be that simple. It can't be that easy. And so I actually kept looking for another quote. <laughs> and then I, <laughs> I found it as soon as I opened the book. And so the quote I'm going to share today is actually a quote by Rumi, though it is in Wayne Dyer's book, Wishes Fulfilled. And so I ask those listening to, if you can close your eyes, at least be present to these words that Rumi so eloquently co-created and shared with us and hear what it has to say to you in this particular moment. And then Elena, I'm going to ask you the impact it had on you and and what it brings up for you as we think about who you are in the world and the work you're here to do and, and why you are on this earth. So... Here is the quote by Rumi. You were born with potential. You were born with goodness and trust. You were born with ideals and dreams. You were born with greatness. You were born with wings. You are not meant for crawling, so don't. You have wings. Learn to use them and fly. So, Elena, as those yeah. words sink in, and I feel the their effect on my skin with goosebumps. Everywhere. Oh, me too. Me too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what does that call forth for you?
1: What does that bring up for you? Oh, my gosh. I think what I love so much about it, and I've heard that quote before, that when we came down here on this beautiful earth, And the reason why we came was to fly, and it was to create, and it was to become, and it was to grow. And so many times, and as Rumi says, we limit ourselves. But why? Why? Because that's not why we're here. And we have so much greatness running through us, so much divineness. And sometimes we choose to ignore that. But if we recognize it and understand how great we truly are and that we are how God creates this world through us, then we don't need to crawl. We do not need to suffer. We do not need to stay stuck. We do not need to be sad. We can always, always move forward into better. And I love it because it gives us hope. And it gives us flight to be free to be who we want to be. So I love that quote. But thank you so much for finding that. Mm,
0: or rather, it found me, as it always does. <laughs> oh. oh, Elena, your response, oh, just poetic, and thank you. And and what I loved about it and why it connected me to you and your message is this idea of learning to fly and spreading our wings. and. Mm-hmm. That gives yeah. me this sense of freedom. And you talk so much about freedom. You talk about the freedom that we experience from nurturing our souls. You talk about yeah. you know breaking free from our prisons and, and your latest book, of course, The Prison Effect, talking about these concepts. So let's explore that a little more. I'm curious to hear. So we are here as God created us. We are here to fly. We are not here to suffer. We are not here to crawl. What was your journey or what was your experience to to discovering that this is the truth, that this is what we are are here for, what we came for?
1: Well, I think, you know, when I was learning most of the most important tools of my life um, and the skills, it was uh, like most of us is when we are not. I mean, we all learn this and we know it, but then something happens and we take a wrong turn in our life or our road leads to a a difficulty that we're not sure we we know how to handle. And we have to learn. We have to apply everything we've learned in the past and even learn new things. And I think when I reached that place in my life, that's when it brought back some of the things I knew. But then... I had to learn new, even more advanced skills to be able to fly, to get back where I was flying, because I was flying before that. (laughs) And I had to learn how to fly again. But I think what fascinated me and what had me write the book is that I actually learned how to transcend the problems or the things I had to deal with, the circumstances, so that I could fly faster and above and be able to reach the freedom faster and in a more beautiful way. And I thought, now this is something that everyone needs to learn because we get dragged down and when we learn not to get dragged down, we gain our wings faster. Mm-hmm. and nurturing and it does have to do with starting to learn to nurture our soul and actually start to live more by its gifts and its understanding and taking away the critical mind the old beliefs the uh, Wayne Dyer called it old beliefs Bob Proctor calls it paradigms i tend to call it the critical mind and when you do that then worry, doubt, and fear can't harm you. It's learning the skills, and that's why I wrote the book. And that's why I do what I do. It's to help people tap in, honor that wonderful soul, start to live by it, and start to learn how to train their minds so that they can put those critical thoughts away for a little while and soon, permanently, come to terms with them.
0: Yeah. Well, what I, what I love about what you're sharing and what you do in the world, and this is something for me that has perhaps tripped me up and what I want to ask more about your experience, because maybe it trips up others listening too. we first need, so the quote talks about, you are not meant for crawling. So don't, and you said that you said, you don't have to suffer. You don't have to struggle and strife. And my experience has been and I really believed I needed to, right? I really didn't believe that I, mm-hmm. maybe I wasn't deserving to fly. And then at some point, and more recently, even on my journey, I learned that I am complete. I am whole. So there's, I'm going to offer two things. One was earlier in my experience, I didn't think I was worthy or deserving to fly, right? To have these desires, yeah. certainly yeah. not Many. to fulfilled. So, mm-hmm. Then I got to a point where I actually learned to accept myself for who I am. And then I started to question, so then what's the point of desiring? Isn't that, you know, I, I, if I'm good with who I am, why would I desire to have more, be more, do more? So of course I'm now moving through that and I'm on the other side of it, but that was a, that was a question that I asked myself for a for a period of time so when you are either in your own journey or working with others or talking with others and speaking and sharing this how do you address those those roadblocks those beliefs that either i'm not deserving or mm-hmm. how to isn't desiring the opposite of accepting myself as i am
1: those are the questions that come mm-hmm. up around ah they're wonderful questions amanda absolutely fabulous questions thank you and I've never been asked before, and it's very um, intuitive. I love them. First of all, let's let's just address with this: I don't deserve, and I don't, um, or or life is hard. That's another one. And you have to work so hard, and you have to um, you have to be humble and not aspire to greatness. And okay, these are all things we've been taught. I remember hearing them, as a matter of fact, from. When I I went to school in a parochial school, (laughs) we had to be humble. You couldn't dream too big. But those are things that are put on us. And what we have to do is we have to start recognizing what is true and what is isn't a belief. And when we see so many other people aspiring to do great things, I mean, do these people just decide I'm going to be great? No. These people have followed a dream. Look at, look at Mother Teresa. Look at, um, Steve Jobs or, or Bill Gates or, um, oh my gosh, just any Oprah. Everybody has started because they had a dream. They had a desire. And they thought to themselves, the desire even got bigger than they were, their critical mind. And then it, doesn't seem like it's work, number one. And number two, the the critical mind can't even address it because it's become part of you. But if you are dealing with issues of this, you've got to look at them and say, first, you, you can do it two ways. You can take a look at them and say, you know, those are not my beliefs. Why does it have to be that way? It doesn't. Or you can do a fun little exercise to understand what it's like to be free. And I have this little exercise that I give to all my clients. And and when I speak, I also give it to people. In your home, or even in nature, decide where you're going to create a sacred space. Now, this serves so many purposes. But for our purposes, it's number one, to have fun, freedom, and to start training our mind. So when you find, like it could be a chair, it could be a blanket. Or wherever your space is. If it's inside, you can even decorate it with candles or psalms or, or, or quotes that you like or books, whatever. It's your space. And then this is what you do. Before you enter your space, you take your finger and you close your eyes and you imagine. And you go from north and east, south, west, a full circle around your space. And you see you, you're drawing a white light all the way around. Okay, and you stand on the outside of that white light, and you say these words: No worry, doubt, or fear shall enter here. And you take your hand and you swish those words away from your circle. And then, when you feel ready, you walk into your circle. And in that wonderful sacred space, you can meditate, you can spirit write, or or you can just think, or you can daydream. Or you can read, you know, Wayne Dyer or some wonderful things, even my book if you like. (laughs) But you do what you would like, but it's freedom from worry, doubt, and fear. And if when you are in that wonderful sacred space, you start to feel worry, doubt, and fear come in, you step outside your circle and you say, ah, 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 this is not your time. Worry, doubt, and fear. You need over here. Go away. And then you step back inside. Wow. Um, and this, this is a time for you to get back to what it feels like to be free of those critical thoughts. And when you start to understand that and you start to spend time in there and really feel that freedom, then you can grow on that because you know what it feels like. And it takes away that feeling of not understanding. And then, um, And then, Amanda, let's talk about this desire and, and these dreams we have and this, our soul, our very beautiful soul honoring it. Um, you know, it, it, our, our, it's energy. Our soul is energy. It's that divine energy that's connected to divine and in the us. And it's ever flowing. What it wants to do always and why it's here. It's here to create and to grow. That's why it's here. And it's all about love and your personal passions and your dreams. But when you know that you are here to create and to grow and to experience, that means to grow means to experience. You want to just um, put your toes and feel the, the ground and the grass between your toes or the water splashing up on you or the wind or hear the the breeze and the trees. You want you want to experience other people. You want to experience experiences. You want to grow as a person, but you also want to create, and create is the desire. So it's not if you're whole and wonderful, and gr- and great as you are now. Of course you are. Of course you are. Look at this wonderful vessel we are in. And then that beautiful divine power inside, when we are complete and whole, that's when our desires start to come to the forefront because the soul says, okay, it's time for us to start creating and make the world we want to make or make the creativity that we want to make, write the books, do the pottery, build a city, whatever it is, end hunger. This is the time that we start creating to help humanity, to create a better world, to, to help ourselves. It's really being whole first that we start to listen to our soul. We find that creativity, that desire. So yes, being whole is part of the picture. But now the fun begins.
0: Yes, I love that.
1: Yes. You're at the fun. You're yeah. at the
0: fun, my dear. <laughs> oh, and I can feel it, and you know why. And those listening, this is such an indicator of you being supported on your path. Because as I am entering into this phase, this being ready for that fun, who am I attracting? I am attracting mentors, teachers, other visionaries yeah. with these messages. So when you listening. Are hearing this? It's because you are ready for it. We were just saying before we started, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And so oh, here yeah. I am. You are you are my teacher in this moment, Elena sharing this, because yes, that um. is absolutely true. We must be whole. No, we are we are always whole. That's not a we must we are always whole. We must remember we are whole and complete. Yeah. And then oh, of course the desire we can through us. I love what you said about being humble and how that is such a Mm, perhaps an outdated paradigm or an outdated uh, construct that we've played with in terms of, yes, very limiting, that we must be humble and not have these large dreams. So I think for those listening, you may find if that resonates that maybe you're still in that place of feeling you need to be humble. Um, Elena, I'll ask this question also tying in how nurturing your soul relates what is your what is your offering to those who may still feel like i must be humbled i i cannot ask for greatness and i'm curious if where the nurturing your soul plays into all of this if that's part of how we access our desires and our true freedom
1: ah uh, well let's deal with uh, well i do help I have so many things that I offer people, but I'll tell you the book, The Prison Effect, that speaks on two terms. That is my book. I speak on two terms with that. I talk about situations and circumstances that we find ourselves stuck in, but I also, it's also dealing with the critical thoughts. And really when we succumb to listening to all those old beliefs that don't serve us, or the the critical thoughts. Marianne Williamson even calls it the ego. And when we listen to that and live in that place, that's a prison. That's when our soul gets stuck and doesn't doesn't grow and doesn't doesn't experience because we're guided by something that's not true. So and then how about with the
0: what I want to know more is about the nurturing your soul. And what do you mean by that?
1: What does that look like? Oh, I would love to tell you. That's the fun part. Okay. Nurturing the soul is starting to begin to really listening to it. And yes, you can listen to it. It's so funny, Amanda. Um, We've been taught to not listen. One of the greatest gifts we have from our soul is intuition. And how many times do we not listen to our intuition and our imagination how many times were we told not to daydream and yet imagination is a gift of the spirit and perception when we start to not to to clear our minds from those critical thoughts that our perception oh my gosh true spiritual or not our our spirit i should say our spirit's perception is such a clear beautiful picture of the world not inhibited by beliefs that tell us anything different and all of a sudden your world starts to open up and your reasoning which is another gift of the soul your reasoning changes because now you're bringing in all the gifts to work together it's really funny we We so often pride ourselves on our logical thinking, which is important, but it's only one-third of our thinking process. If we start listening to that wonderful soul, and how do we do that? It's first honoring who you are. It comes with accepting who you are and understanding that those labels you've been given as you were growing up are not true, and you start to, un- like, for instance, I was always told I was bossy. <laughs> and, am I bossy? I don't know. I don't think so, but I was told I was. But, you know, when I really looked at that, I saw that, okay, that little bossy girl used to be able to organize choirs that were 150 people. That bossy little girl helped her family survive when one of us was very, very sick. It was that bossy little girl that pulled my boys together in a very hard divorce and we formed a family. So, is it really bossy or is it somebody who can take, you know, stand up, pull herself up by her bootstraps and really organize and pull things together when she needs? And isn't that a good trait? And is that really bossy? No, that's a leader. So I took a look at these so-called labels I was given, and I found that every single one has is a good thing. It wasn't bad. And when you start doing that, that's one way you start, your voice will start getting louder inside you, your soul. Because, see, our soul speaks as a whisper our wonderful critical mind yells at us (laughs) and it's true. And so when you start to understand how beautiful you are and that all the traits you've been born with are special and serve you in such a beautiful way, then your soul will start to, to, to just start coming alive because you're starting to honor who you are. And if you, Start really listening to your body. You know, when you walk into a room or when you're gonna, or you meet someone and and maybe your gut tightens up, don't ignore it. Think, okay, why is that happening? Maybe I should just be a little more careful right now and just sense out this situation. Trust what your body is telling you. Trust that that's the spirit trying to talk to you. These are little things that you start to honor. And then pretty soon you'll get to the spot that like when I'm driving in my car, I'll say, spirit, are you with me? Even though I know it's there and I'll hear a little whisper, of course. I love that you do that.
0: And I love that you're inviting me yeah. you to yeah, see all parts of ourselves as sacred and divine. And that's part of this mm-hmm. process I hear of nurturing your soul. You're, you, So we start by that acceptance. And then as we do that, that little spirit voice gets a little louder because we don't have quite the same amount of noise from the critical
1: mind. And there is one more thing I'll tell your guests because we are, oh gosh, I, I, I am also a radio show host and I have to tell you one day, right before my show, because my world is, I keep my world, uh, we don't put on the TV, we don't, the house is not filled with noise. So I turned on right before my radio show and I had never done that before <laughs> and all of a sudden I heard, all these ads and noise. And I thought, oh, no wonder people are so angry when they drive. <laughs> it's too much noise. And if you are filled with constant noise and news and all this stuff. Now, I love music. Don't get me wrong. I love to listen to music. But I don't listen to noise. I don't listen to lots of. I honor that time. That that peace. And the more you find yourself in peace and in that very good vibration, I'm sure your guests know about a vibration, then you'll hear, you'll hear your spirit. You'll start, you'll start tuning into it. And that's nurturing it. The more you tune into it, that's when you're nurturing it. So try to watch how much noise you have in your day. Are you one that goes home and has to turn on that TV right away? Are you the one who has to listen to that news every minute of the day? And I understand why there's a lot happening out there, but it's not doing you any good, and it's not getting you, and I don't listen to any news, and I still know what's going on out there, so you don't have to be tuned in every minute. Just kind of guide yourself, and if you're listening to music, are you listening to music that you really love, or are you just listening for noise? And really ask yourself, am I listening to this noise because I don't want to think? Or am I listening to it to raise my vibration and just be happy? If you're doing that, that's fantastic. But if you're listening to it because you don't want to think or because it occupies your mind, then that's the wrong reason to listen. It's so great. And of course, we all have our own
0: chatter and noise internally. And I love that you're, you know, and yet we can't address that if we're still allowing all of the external noise to distract us is what I Day. So exactly, we can exactly. That out. then we can get quiet, and then we might need to be in the. There may still be noise <laughs> for for some time, and then we get <laughs> yes. to work through that, you know. And then we get right. to eventually get to that place where it gets quieter and quieter and quieter. Yeah,
1: yeah, and really, all that noise. You when you work through that, and like I did with the blocks, you know those those old beliefs. And and you start doing the sacred space and stuff. Oh my gosh, it is each time. Each time you're able to conquer an old belief or come to a realization that your gifts are truly gifts, or just you notice your intuition. It. I don't. Amanda, don't you just feel like, wow? Doesn't it feel good? Yeah,
0: you have no idea. It feels amazing yeah so those listening they're oh you then they you may know yourself those of you listening and, and you've had a taste of it and, and if you haven't
1: it, it's so worth it it's so worth this oh yeah the, the rewards are so vast and it's worth the journey and and it doesn't and it, i don't know some people feel that oh my gosh it's so heavy to start but really it's not because every every step along the way, it, You feel like you're doing it. It's not like you have to wait. You're doing it. And you're accomplishing. I mean, I find it very invigorating. It's a very invigorating journey. So it's, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not something to wait to do. Nourishing your soul and opening yourself up, the gifts are. And then all of a sudden when you first hear it and you just, you know it's speaking to you, then all of a sudden you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is so phenomenal it's just it's just magical is there anything else around
0: the freedom that you've experienced i mean that's we that's where we came to i feel in such a beautiful circular way from you know the idea of it's important. We are here to fly. And you offered us so many bits of inspiration. How can we get to that place? How can we experience that? And and through nurturing our soul. Is there anything else you want to say about this before I ask you a few closing questions?
1: I would love to tell people that when you start to explore that critical mind and you start living with your soul, that's when you start to enter the world of the inventors the innovators, the humanitarians, you start to not see limits. You start to understand that you are meant to fly. That's why you're here. That's why you are here. And when you start to understand that, then your imagination starts taking off. Then you understand that things should be fun. And then you start understanding that you pretty much can achieve whatever you want. It's just how do you want to proceed to do it?
0: I will just offer with what I heard you say that I think sometimes we may feel, I don't have the inspiration. I don't know what I'm here to do. Uh, And we get stuck in Ah. that. Whereas what I'm hearing you say is it's because we first need to remember who we are. We first to remember that we are a child of God, if you will, or a child of the universe or this, this being. And as we get quiet, then we will hear the inspiration and the innovation and all of the, the, you know, creation that desires to come through us. So if you're listening and you're going, I have no idea what I'm here to create. I have no idea what I'm here to invent. That's okay. That means you have the gift and opportunity to get quiet first, and then you will be
1: guided. Thank yes. you You've got to give your yeah. imagination a chance to fly.
0: Well, so talking yeah. about inspiration, which is what what this whole show is based on, I my first question to all of each of my guests is, who is a source of inspiration for you, and why?
1: Oh my gosh, there are so many. I think you know, still um, Wayne Dyer, even though he is passed, God bless him, and and he is. He's still an inspiration to me. Um, I think also uh, I do. I have my mentor now, Bob Proctor, and is he an inspiration? Yes, and because he, um, every time I talk to him, I get so much insight. Still, even though I'm teaching this, you know, mentors need mentors, and we are we are constantly growing, just like everyone else. And so I love to hear his new insight and I love to just keep growing. So I think I admire and I still love the two people who have been major influences in my life so much. And there are, I gain something from everyone, but still, I always fall back to these two wonderful people who have influenced me so much. What a gift. Now, what
0: place or activity most inspires you right now? Well, I
1: am very excited because I have started this wonderful, wonderful community on Facebook called Savvy Sisterhood. And I started it because I found that so many women were ah, basically putting their head in the sand about life, that they didn't believe in their voice and they weren't dealing with life from their soul. They were dealing totally from their critical mind. And so I think most of the time, I just really, really wanted to help women to find their voice because in, I had found that women were always there for me, my women friends, through the darkest days and through the best days. And I thought, wow, how, what a wonderful, wonderful thing to have, a group of women who were helping themselves And helping each other grow who were supportive who were there and would comment and and just give you an extra boost and who wanted to grow just as much as you who wanted to discuss that growth and just you all grew together and I have interviews on there and I also give content and every day there's a cool post that reminds you of how to better your day and everybody comments on it and I everybody says it's really fun too and we're going to meet all in New York. I think that's going to be in December and so you get to meet all these fabulous women that you've been conversing with which is so cool with awesome speakers and workshops but basically, it is a fun group. I'm really excited about that. I'm really, really excited.
0: That's wonderful. I love how I I can feel how it lights you up. And I imagine how, of course, that ripples out to every single soul who joins that community. All right, the third question. What is one favorite book of yours that has inspired
1: you personally or spiritually? I, of course, have many. But I'll tell you, the one I've really, really like is the second book of the Tao. Wayne Dyer was reading the Tao also and it is an old book but it's like Rumi with these very uh, you think they're simple but it takes you two to three days to contemplate them <laughs> and that's what the is like and it it's just ways of living to connect to source more and more and more whether that's universe, your guides, oh, God, just your deeper soul. But it's just how to live more and more is the simple. Because I'll tell you, it's the simple things. You know, everyone thinks it's so hard and we make it so hard, but it's really, it's the very simple thing that we just choose not to listen to. But when we listen to it, life just changes. So that is my, that's the book I'm just in awe of right now.
0: And I love the returning to where this all came from. Some of these ancient texts, some of these long ago texts. I think I, I recently in my own journey, felt a call to doing that, also probably inspired by Wayne Dyer. And I haven't spent a lot of time with those texts, but there was this desire within me to reconnect. And I think that's so powerful that also in your journey, you too are returning to those because there is something simple there is something foundational there's something timeless and eternal about them so
1: oh yeah isn't it just fascinating isn't it fascinating that this information everything we're relearning now was known so far back isn't that amazing
0: it is and i love because that to me does show that this is all We're all connected and all of this is already known and we are here to relearn it or remember it. And that's just so wonderful. So now Mm -hmm. I would like to ask, because there are undoubtedly people who are now inspired to connect with you or to reach out. How can they do that? Where can they find you? They can go to
1: Elena Chapman Life. And I always have life because that's what it's about. And Elena is spelled A-L-E-N-A elenachapmanlife.com and that's my website and you can browse around you can also go to um, youtube and if you go under elena chapman there i am and you can watch the videos i make Um, but i'll tell you go to savvy sisterhood um, join savvy sisterhood and you'll get me live there you can always leave a comment and i'm always responsive to that always wonderful
0: and of course those listening if if you're able you can go look her up immediately or click a link in the show notes and that will take you straight to her
1: well no, i will have a free gift there too okay. so you know. so the prison effect there'll be um i will have some pages there that that are free there'll be three chapters that you can start delving into right away that will help you so that's free that's a gift that is so. awesome
0: and again, I've I've had the pleasure of of perusing the book myself and it really just is it I can already tell what a gift it is and, and even just the passages I've had oh. the chance to read. Really, really beautiful. So mm-hmm. yes, for those listening, go to her webpage, alenachapmanlife.com, look her up on Facebook. Um, joining the Savvy Sisterhood, and check out The Prison Effect if you're curious to learn more about what we've been talking about today or to get to know Elena even better. So there is no need to be a prisoner of your own mind or of your own beliefs. And so use what Elena has shared today as the inspiration. You listened to this for a reason. You were called to this for a reason today. Let your intuition guide you, even if it's quiet, and go check out some of these resources and follow where you were led. Elena, thank you so much for being here today. This has been such a, such a pleasure.
1: Oh, oh, it has. It's been a treat for me too. And thank you, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me.
0: And we'll have more guests to come. Tune in again for the next episode. And until then, many, many blessings.